Well, for the past uh, couple of, of Sundays, when I've uh, had the opportunity to uh, speak to you, we have been uh, speaking on drawing near to God, drawing near to God. And the Bible says that when we draw near to God, he draws near to us. The uh, New Living Translation uh, uh, puts it this way, and that's taken, of course, from uh, the book of James 4.8. New Living Translation say, uh, when you come close to God, he will come close to you. So we've been uh, talking about that, uh, and uh, in those uh, times that I've uh, had the opportunity to, to speak to you, I said that I had seven uh, benefits that I wanted to share with you in drawing close to God, dwelling in that secret place. Of course, I uh, did not have the uh, opportunity to share those benefits with you, so I want to endeavor to do that uh, today to give you those uh, benefits of drawing near to God. Of course, we know that uh, the time that we are uh, going through right now, uh, the challenges that we are confronted with right now, uh, you know, with the, uh, the uh, COVID and uh, the downturn in the economy and uh, the uh, uh, civil unrest in our nation, and then our own personal challenges that we are dealing with. And, and, and I say going through it, as I've said in the past, because that's exactly what we're doing. We're going through this. We're not hanging out in it. We're going through it. And it is just a season. It's a season. Uh, that's the way the, the entire uh, thing is set up. It's a season. Ecclesiastes says that to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. To everything there is a season, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to pluck, uh, plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time for war, a time for peace, and it goes on. But the point being is that there is a season for everything. So, you know, we don't want to get comfortable uh, in this season of challenges that we are confronted with. And in, in, in order to, uh, this, this should be applied in a believer's life in all, in, in, at all times. What should be applied? Drawing near to God. This should be an ongoing uh, thing that believers are doing, and that is drawing near to God, Right? coming close to God. And so this is not something that we do seasonally. This is something that we should be doing all the time. But I, I, I believe that, you know, this time that we uh, dwell in that secret place of the Most High is quality time that we spend with God, quality time that we spend with him. And in that uh, quality time, the, the Bible says there in, in, in Psalms 91 that when we dwell in that secret place of the Most High, we are under the shadow of the Almighty. Under the shadow of the Almighty. How many would agree that's a good place to be? <laughs> under the shadow of the Almighty. So, so we want to uh, get in that place and, uh, you know, when we are in that place of, uh, of that secret place and, and under the shadow of the Almighty, uh, God has some things that he wants to communicate to us that he's not going to communicate to us otherwise. He's not going to communicate these things to us, you know, in, our, in a popcorn type of a prayer. It's just, it's just a fact. 
you know, uh, in, in, in a prayer while we are going. I'm not saying that God will not speak to us and, and God doesn't uh, constantly uh, communicate with us in our goings and in our comings. That's not what I'm saying at all because, you know, the Bible says that, that the spirit of the Lord dwells on the inside of us. Jesus says when, when we accepted Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, Jesus says that uh, I'm taking up residency uh, in the inside of your heart, right? In your heart, I'm taking up residence, residency. And he says that I will abide there forevermore. I will never leave you, never forsake you, never disappoint you. I will never fail you. I dwell on the inside of you. So we know that, that uh, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ is always with us. And he's saying things to us when we uh, give ear to it, right? This is, uh, this is ongoing or, or, or should be. It is ongoing. What should happen is that the listening should be ongoing, right? We should give time to listen. But this dwelling in the secret place, dwelling in the secret place is different from that. God speaking to you. It's completely different. And so we, we, we want to position ourselves where we're doing this. On, a, on, an, on an ongoing basis. We're doing this regularly, going to that secret place of the Most High because there are things that he's going to say to you there in that place. Y'all, we told the story about Moses and how Moses spent time uh, there uh, in that secret place of the Most High there in uh, uh, Exodus and how when Moses came out of that place, uh, of course, he spent 40 days uh, in, at one point, and then he came down, and he went back up, and he spent another 40 days in that secret place. And the Bible says that when Moses came down after that second uh, uh, stint with uh, God in that secret place, it says that uh, he was, uh, uh, his face was radiant. What is that, 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 that saying? saying that there is a change that had taken place in this man's life that could not have taken place if he had not spent that time with God. And there are things that was communicated to Moses that would not have been communicated if he had not taken that time in that secret place. And there are things that Moses had an opportunity to say to God that would not have been said otherwise. You say, well, I, I, how, why do you say it that way? Because, you know, we as believers, we can say whatever, whatever we want to God anytime we want to God. I say it that way because when you get in that secret place, when you draw near to God in this way, there's a sensitivity that takes place in your heart, in your spirit, that impacts your intellect, that impacts your emotions, that impacts things that never will happen otherwise. This is the secret place that we're talking about. And things are different there. So even you say things that you would not otherwise say in this place. And so that's why God, that's why he, he, he is saying to draw near to me. That's why he's saying Come, come, and then when you get there, I'm going to draw near to you 
and things are going to be different. Things are going to be different. And so we, we are in this season, and really, we could look at it as an opportunity. <laughs> you know, we could look at it as an opportunity. How many understand that God is able to take that which the enemy means for bad, and he's able to get good out of it? Right? So we can, we can look at this as an opportunity to do what God is saying at this time and in this season, to draw near to him, to come close to him. And so we, we, we understand that, that that drawing near to God and coming close to God, uh, the, the, that has to be initiated by us, the believer, right? Y'all understand that the spirit of the Lord, he never pushes, he only leads. We understand that God is not uh, aggressive in terms of getting us to move, Right? No, he's not. God simply says, come. Just, just we, we, we talked about Peter getting out of the boat, right? Jesus simply said, come. And Peter had to initiate. If, if Peter, he could have chose to just sit there with the rest of the disciples. So he had to initiate this. But when he did, <laughs> he walked on water. How many believe the Bible? How many of y'all believe the Bible? He walked on water. He absolutely did. And then he began to draw near to Jesus, right? We know that he got distracted, and, and, and so it's the, the potential is always there for us to get distracted, right? But when you begin to draw near to him, and when you get in that secret place, when you get there, I tell you what, uh, actually, that's one of the uh, benefits that I'm going to share with you. When you get there, look, you are less easy to get distracted. When you get there, you're less easy to get distracted. And so, so, so let's, let's look at the, um, this, the text scripture here in James, right? James 4. James 4 and verse 7, it says, Therefore, reading from the New, new uh, King James Version, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Uh, new Living Translation says it this way, verse 7. Humble yourselves. How many know that you can't even approach God Unless there's humility involved. You, 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 could, you would not be sitting here today saved, sanctified, a believer, redeemed if humility was not involved. You had to humble yourself to God to even have the opportunity to say, Jesus, come into my heart. It, it required humility. Because the Bible says, and Peter, it says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. So humbling ourselves is required uh, uh, to even get in a position so that you can draw uh, uh, near God. 
Humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Well, that's enough right there. Right? To want to draw near to God. Because you can't resist, you can't resist the devil in pride. Because you've just joined his team. I said you can't resist the devil pridefully because you just joined his team. And so we want to humble ourselves. Then we can resist the devil. And the Bible says that he'll flee from us. Verse 8, come close to God, New Living Translation. Come close to God and God will come close to us. Come close to God and God will come close to us. So how do we come close to God? We come close to God uh, with a sincere, contrite, yielded heart. And of course, we come in faith because without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? So all of this, when we're talking uh, here, and we're, we obviously are talking faith is uh, also required. So a sincere, contrite, uh, yielded heart to the Lord and as a result, you draw close to God. So the other passage that we used was uh, Psalms 91. Psalms 91. Let's look at that real quick, and then we will get into the uh, benefits. Psalms 91, verse 1, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Say this uh, in confidence to yourself. Say, I thank you, Lord. Y'all say that. I thank you, Lord, that I'm under the shadow of the Almighty. Therefore, I will not fear because I have no fear because of that place where I am. So you're under the shadow of the almighty God and all fear is gone. <laughs> There's no fear there, right? There's no fear in that secret place. It's not allowed. Can y'all say amen? So we gave you a definition, if y'all recall, uh, to the word dwell. And that definition, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, is to remain for a time, to remain for a time. And we also gave, gave you another definition to the same word, Merriam-Webster, is to keep the attention directed. And in, in that definition, there are two words that are used with that, on or up on, on or up on. So keep the attention directed up on him, or on him. Keep the attention directed upon the Lord. Upon the Lord. Amen? So, so there's, a, there's a part that, that we have to play here in terms of uh, getting in this secret place, and that is keeping our attention directed upon him. So that means that, you know, we are resisting all distractions, right? We're getting in this place uh, of the Most High, and we're keeping our attention directed upon him. So I said that I was going to give you some benefits. So I'm going to go on and, and start to get into those right now because I've said that twice and here we are. 
So, the benefits. Now, 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 when we are, when we remain there for a time, right, and we uh, direct our attention upon him, again, this is not a, a microwave type of a prayer, right, where you put it in there and a few minutes later, in some cases a few seconds later, you're good to go. No, this is not microwave. This is a, this is a slow cooker. This is a, a, a crock pot type of a prayer, right? It takes time to get through this, right? And this crock pot, when you put it in a crock pot, you know, you can, you can, <laughs> you can turn the thing on. You can leave uh, uh, and be gone to work all day, <laughs> right? And you, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, something bad happening. Come back in the, uh, in the evening and, you know, you're good, right? So, so this is a, a, this is a, a remain for a time, uh, direct your attention upon him, right? This is that dwelling place that we're talking about. So benefits of dwelling in that secret place of the most high. So the first one, I gave them to you last week, and I'll just give them to you again, uh, give them all to you, seven of them, and then we'll go back and expound on them. The first one is necessary change takes place. A benefit of dwelling in this secret place of the Most High is necessary change takes place. Why do we say necessary? <laughs> we say necessary because you... Now listen, God accept, uh, accepts us as we are, does he not? But God does not want us to stay there. God wants change to take place. Change, look... There are things that God wants to do in your life that you haven't done, places that God wants to take you that you haven't gone. Look, God, and you can't go there. You can't go there in the shape that you're in. I know you're saved, and I know you're born again, and I know you're sanctified, and I know that you're redeemed. Yes, all of that has taken place. I know that you're a new creation in Christ. I know that all things are of God. I know all of this. That, that all happened instantaneously when Jesus came into your heart. But listen, listen, that's a spiritual reality. And there are some things that have to take place emotionally. There are some t things that have to take place mentally. There are some things that have to take place in our physical life. There are some things that have to take place in order to go to that level where God wants us to be. In other words, change. It's necessary. It's necessary. And so, so getting in this place, getting in this, this secret place of the most high, necessary change takes place. Necessary change takes place. Number two, the number two benefit of dwelling in this secret place is that the things of this world become less appealing to you. The things of this world become less appealing to you. Hey, I'm sorry to say, and maybe I'm not, but to be friends with this world is to be an enemy with God. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the Bible, listen, right? I'm not just making up stuff here. So, Things of this world become less 
appealing to you when you uh, draw near to God and you get in this, this secret place of the Most High. Number three, it gives you the ability and the fortitude to denounce, to resist, and be aggressive, be aggressive against the pressures, the pressures of this world to conform to an anti-God mentality. I don't know if you recognize it or not, but this world that we live in is anti-God and getting even more so anti-God. So we, we, we have to, as believers, as the church, we got to posture ourselves where we are able to, number one, denounce it, resist it, and not only that, but be aggressive against it. Because we can't lay down as the church. No, 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 no. This is not just pity pat. Y'all know when y'all was kids, when I was a kid, we played pity pat, right? Yeah, but Paul says that when I was a child, I thought as a child, I spoke as a child, I acted as, as a child, but when I became, he said, I put all of that away. This is not pity pat. So we got to be aggressive against this anti-God, anti-Christ mentality. Not just stand or lay down for sure. So being in this secret place, dwelling here, it gives us the ability and the fortitude to do just that. Not only denounce it, resist it, but also be aggressive and not allowing it to, to uh, uh, progress. So uh, let me give you uh, uh, verses, uh, uh, scripture references. Daniel uh, 3, 26 through 28. Daniel 6, 10 through 11 and 19 through 23. And Romans 12, 1 through 2. Then let me go right. Let me go back real quick and give you uh, some scripture references to uh, the second one, which is the things in this world becomes less appealing to you. Colossians three, verses one through three, Galatians six fourteen, and Daniel one eight. Daniel one eight, and then uh, the first one necessary change take place. Exodus thirty three thirty four. Exodus thirty three thirty four. So, number four, number four, there is a hedge of protection maintained around us. The secret place we're talking about. There's a hedge of protection that is maintained around us. Psalms 91, 7 through 10. Psalms 91, 7 through 10. Number five, the presence of the Spirit of God is recognizable. The presence of the Spirit of God is recognizable upon the believer, upon this, this believer that dwells in this place. It's recognizable. That's vital. <laughs> That's vital. Why is it vital? Because we're in this dark world, which is getting darker. Come on, I'm not trying. This is not a fear tactic here. This is uh, the Bible. We're in this world right? That it's dark. It was dark when we came in it. 
But as you have noticed, it's endeavoring to get darker. So this, the, the presence of the Lord, the Spirit of God upon you has to be recognized. You're the light. You're the light in this world. And God says that that light should shine forth. So it has to be recognizable. And so when we get in this, this, this uh, secret place, when we dwell in this secret place of the Most High, it becomes recognizable. A uh, scripture reference to that, Acts 4.13. Acts 4.13. And then uh, number six, you gain insight into the true nature of things. You gain insight into the true nature of things when you dwell in this place. In other words, you have a greater clarity from God's perspective. You have a greater clarity from God's perspective when you get in this place. Reference, scripture references. Colossians 1, 9 through 12. 2 Kings 6, 15. Colossians 1, 9 through 12 and 2 King uh, 6.15. And then number seven, we mentioned it earlier, you're not easily distracted. You're not easily distracted when you dwell in this secret place. Uh, The scripture reference, Hebrews 12.2. So let's go back to uh, the first one. Necessary change takes place. Necessary change takes place. Well, we talked about Moses, y'all remember? We talked about him, so we're not, we're not going to spend a lot of time uh, there uh, where, where Moses is concerned because we talked about that change that took place in Moses' life when he went up and he dwelt in that secret place of the Most High, when he drew near to God. And as God promised, how many know that God, God's uh, word, uh, there's integrity in God's word? If you do something, God says he'll do it, then he's going to do it. So when we draw near to God, then God will draw near to us. And we want God near to us, uh, you know, because of some of the things that we said, the things that take place when you are there and God is there. We want him there. I, I know I know we want him there. I know we want him there. But what we're talking about now is... Um, Uh, God being there in a a way that he has not been prior to you dwelling in this secret place. God is always there. We understand that. But we want God there uh, in, in, in ways that we haven't experienced. So change takes place in our life. Necessary change takes place. When you go in that secret place, when you dwell in that secret place, remain there for a time. Keep your attention directed upon him. When you are there, change takes place. And I tell you, when you go in that place, you do not come out the same way that you went in. You don't come out of the presence of the Lord dwelling in that secret place the same way that you went in. There are things that are added to you that's a blessing to your life and not only to your life, but a blessing to the lives of others. There are things that are taken off of you that, was, that you didn't need, you will not miss, and that hindered you possibly from moving forward in the things of God. Hebrews 12, 2 says that lay, lay aside every weight, every weight in sin that so easily beset you, so easily. 
So there are things that drops off of you because you're in this place that you don't need. You don't need. And, and, I, and, I, and trust me, once they're gone, you won't, be miss, you won't miss it. You'll be glad they're gone. And others around you will be glad that they're gone, right? And, and this positions you now where, the, where you, where um, God has a, a greater trust for you and God can more effectively use you in the advancement of his kingdom in this earth because of those, some of those things that have now dropped off. So necessary change takes place, and it's a good thing. Everybody say it's a good thing. Okay, number two, we're going and in, 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 uh, uh, expound on number two here. Number two, the things of this world become less appealing to you. The things of this world become less appealing to you. Y'all turn to Colossians uh, chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Can y'all get there? Colossians chapter 3, it says, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the reality of heaven. Set your sights on the reality of heaven. How many believe that heaven is real? <laughs> How many understand that, that uh, you know, the things of this, this world, the things that are, that are around us, it just, it fades in the reality of heaven. Those things are, they're not as interesting that's, that's around us. So say, he says, set your sights on the reality of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. Think about the things of heaven, not the things in this earth. King James says that set your affections. Set your affections on things above and not on things in this earth. Set your affection. Listen to that language from the King James Version when it says that we are to set our affection. That means that there is something that, that takes part on our place. There is something that we have to do. We have to do that. Set our affections on the things above and not the things of this earth. We do that, right? Set your affections on things above. For you died to this life. Everybody say, I'm dead. To this life. And your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, the Bible says here that you will share in all his glory. So when we are heavenly minded, when we are heavenly focused, <laughs> The things of this world becomes less and less appealing, less and less attractive, less and less significant and interesting when we focus on those things which are above. I taught a, I taught a uh, <coughs> excuse me, I taught a, a lesson in uh, the prison system in the uh, very near the inception of the uh, prison ministry here at the church. And that lesson was on, you know, your, your true residency is heaven. <laughs> your true residence is as a believer, right? We're just passing through this place 
this world. We're just passing through. So the, the lesson was you, 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 uh, you, your residency is in heaven. Therefore, you should, you should spend more time learning about where your permanent residency is. How much time do we invest in the things of this world? Huh? Y'all, y'all ever heard someone say, uh, say, say uh, about uh, a Christian, uh, they are so heavenly minded that they are earth, no earthly good? Well, if that's going to be an imbalance, let it be heaven. <laughs> let it be heaven. And I believe that, I believe that uh, you know, balance can take place when, when there is uh, your heavenly focus. So dwell in that secret place. Remain for a time. And keep your attention directed upon him. Keep your attention directed upon him. This is the hour. This is the time. This is the season. Draw near unto him. And he promises he will draw near unto you. And change will take place. Oh, 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 oh